Welcome everybody to Mad Blurry Hysteria 7069,000 billion. I'm Chris Cogswell. Join with the boys. Boys, introduce yourselves. Uh, we're angels this week. Didn't you hear the harps and shit right there? I think that's. I heard it. Yeah. I played it. <laughs> uh, what's up? This is Brent from uh, Hysteria 51. Yeah. The award-winning Hysteria 51. By uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad that you watched the unwatchable uh, stream. <laughs> yeah, they just did the Paranormal Podcast Awards. They streamed it, and they ended up having to turn it off because the stream was so bad. It was like, eh, go. Hilarious. Uh, Ryan Sprague. To watch <laughs> the unwatchable stream. But we won, uh, what was it? Uh, best comedy, uh, paranormal comedy show of 2021. So. That is a resume builder right there. That's awesome. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> I got there. the tattoo appointment scheduled see, for Thursday. Let's see Wendy's turn you down this time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and of course, also joined here by Dave. Dave, say hello. Where can people find you? Hey, what's up, you guys? I am from uh, the worst comedy podcast of 2020. <laughs> it's David Flora. What's up? <laughs> is that actually voted on did we finish that i didn't know i didn't get my mail-in ballot voted on in everyone's hearts i can tell you that <laughs> De definitely the way those votes happen in this house now unfortunately hey cyber ninjas is just running the entire uh, uh, voting process they're not going back and checking it so we'll I, see i how gave it. them a mission and they still effed it up completely <laughs> what they were supposed to do they couldn't even do it it happens it happens. <laughs> They're so? like, there's, there's so little comedy in this podcast, we can't even pretend that it got like, stolen <laughs> from. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the weather's changed, and I'm fucking dying. Uh, I've been sick oh, dude, for yeah. like almost two weeks now. Yeah, it's, I, uh, it hit me last week, so I know what you mean. Yeah, it's been rough. This time of year, it's like suddenly the weather decides that all of the pressure, all the pressure changes are just going to go directly to the sides of my head. And just yeah, push in, yeah. you know, until until it finally pops like a grape, which is going to be really exciting for everybody. I hope we'll catch it on the live it's stream. It's either the pressure change <laughs> so, or stress of your life. One or the other. I'm not sure. Right, right. Either it'll be either the crushing pressure of the air or the crushing pressure of <laughs> God, life. Could you, could you imagine if the weather like was proportional to the stress that you and the pressure you feel in day to day life? <laughs> Why is it raining? Ah, uh, uh, Brent's got a hangnail. <laughs> Honestly, it might that might kind of make me feel better if the weather could like you know uh, you know I'll just True. I don't know you can tell whose tweets I'm reading by like the size of the firestorm outside <laughs> you know just just the, the pure unadulterated anger. Yeah. All right, it's like, well, it's like what? Oh, a nice day. Oh, Chris has just uh, uh, sparked a doobie. <laughs> <laughs> right, clearly, clearly, Chris is uh, smoking. Finally, relaxing. <laughs> clearly, Chris is smoking and playing video games. It's, all day. it's actually pronounced dookie and he slipped one there's a difference uh. <laughs> oh god all right this week uh as always we're gonna go through the weird news that we each find and think is hilarious so <laughs> brent why don't you why don't you give us a start us off here uh well tis the season uh the spooky time of year it's probably coming out after halloween but uh it's okay nightmare on elm street house listed for three 0.5 million dollars that's my headline this week the house that serves the filming location for Wes craven's 1984 slasher film a nightmare on elm street i've never really heard of it i don't think it caught on uh it's on the market uh los angeles home it's a really nice house it, it it's that cookie cutter white 
you know, it looks like you should have a white picket fence, just a gorgeous little house. And, uh, uh, it's kind of iconic. It's, it's the one that the mom got like pulled in through the window and shit, you know, from the gorgeous house, 3.5 million. It was per, uh, purchased previously for 2.1 million in 2013. So as you can Ooh. see, that's called inflation, my friends. Tight little profit there. Yeah. So <laughs> if you guys want to live in LA, you want a really nice, uh, beautiful family home and the stench of Robert England in the background. Now, the only actually, I, I would think if you live a place like that, and I would go out the far to say is probably not even as bad as a place like Amityville, the house from there, you're going to have people outside taking photos quite frequently, I would think. And I would wonder if you get like those weird people that are like snooping around back and shit that you got to contend with. I would never do something like that because that's creepy as hell. But I see people do that. I don't even like going up to celebrities and talking to them because I don't want to bother them. Yeah. Yeah. What Does it say what neighborhood it's in? It says. Um, uh, it doesn't. But I could probably find you the exact address if you want. It just says Los Angeles home. Um, three bedroom Spalding Square House. Um, I don't know what a Spalding Square House. Maybe that's the style. It's mm. Realty Agent Douglas Element. So if you want to give him a call, uh, yeah, you can do that. That's the name. Um, yeah, that's wild. I'm with you, Brent. I I don't think I would live in a, a famous abode like that just uh, so I didn't have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, but it's every bedroom has an ensuite. So really, I mean, stalkers and lunatics outside shitting in your, where you sleep. And, I mean, they, hand in hand. <laughs> Hand in hand. And updated ceilings, I heard. <laughs> no popcorn there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no flood damage from the, I don't think, no, wait, Johnny Depp wasn't in that house, in that house so, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Four? I don't remember. <laughs> they, they all run together. <laughs> were you guys, huh. uh, were you guys Nightmare on Elm Street fans? Honestly, I am not. I don't know. I like, the, I don't know. Horror, horror movies for me, like, I love horror movies, but the only, like, horror movie that I watch again and again, I guess, and, like, really consider myself a fan of is the Silence of the Lambs movies. Yeah. Mm. Um, I absolutely love those. And I guess, actually, weirdly enough, uh, I have watched uh, Hereditary, like, 15 times, I think. <laughs> so, um, it good? Oh, super good. <laughs> It's really good. Yeah, it's super duper good. I watched um, them as a kid, but that's kind of, I never got like super into it. Like, you know, like I kind of let it, uh, yeah, it's fun. And if it's on, I'll, I'll throw them on. Um, and, you know, a few years ago, I watched several. I went through like a, I watched these and Hellraiser and a few others a few years ago just to, you know, watch them again. But uh, it's not on my I have to watch all the time list. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think in, in this house, the only movie that's like, if, I'm, if this movie comes, so. The 40 year old virgin, if the 40 year old virgin comes on, it doesn't matter. Like if my wife was waiting in an airport and the 40 year old <laughs> virgin was like on someone's iPad, she would take the iPad from the person and watch it. Like, I'm kind of like that way with major league. Like, I just love that movie. And when it's on, I'm like, I'm watching it. It's too, I mean, yeah, it's such an interesting, like, I don't know. It's such an interesting one. Um, but anyways, so it's, yeah, it's, but I don't know. Uh, Nightmare on Elm street. I think the thing is too, like it kind of is, it's like late. It's, it, I don't know. It came out early for, I guess my, uh, what's the word? 
it came out to it came out before I was really like old enough to like horror movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So my first introduction to like Freddy Krueger was Freddy versus Jason, and that's not a good introduction. You know? <laughs> so Well, I I used to be scared of them as a kid. Um and I think it was late late eighties or early nineties that I finally was like, you know what? I'm just gonna give this a try. Like this is I don't know how old I was. Um probably I would say fourth, fifth, or sixth grade, <laughs> just to give you some kind of range. But I was like, I, I'm finally going to watch these and just see what what this is about. And I watched them, and I wasn't scared at all. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. I actually thought they were really funny. And I was like, Re- yeah, yeah Freddie Freddy is hilarious. Probably started my love of puns. I don't know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I then I blew through them, and I was like. These are these are so funny, and they I didn't think they were like art or you know <laughs> any right. groundbreaking or amazing, but I was like, this is entertaining, and and this wasn't you know I, I I was dumb to be scared of these, I guess. So yeah, I it's not like a groundbreaking thing for me, uh, but I appreciate them, and of course you know Freddy is such an iconic horror figure now. So yeah, well I you know. That. It, it is a funny thing. Uh, Using an example, you said like 80s, early 90s. I got a buddy whose kid is 10, going to be 11 here soon. And he constantly is like, he wants a Freddy Krueger glove for his birthday. And he wants a <laughs> Jason mask. I actually got him a Freddy Krueger glove for his birthday. And he wants it. And he loves talking about this stuff. He is terrified, though, of like kids' scary movies. He's never seen any of them. And it's such a conundrum to me because he won't watch them. And his dad wouldn't let him watch them if he wanted to. Or his mom, especially. But like Scooby Doo ghost movies kind of like bother me a little bit. There's something there that is like the draw, and I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's his Fair friends that like <laughs> Matthew Lillard. He's he's scared to death of Matthew. Lillard. <laughs> well, it's it, what's interesting though is I I actually it's funny I have with the Freddy Krueger movies my version of that same story. Dave is with Hellraiser. So I haven't seen Hellraiser. I right. dig those. Uh, they're 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 trippy ass movies. When I was a kid, I thought that movie looked super scary, like way too scary to ever watch. And then I finally saw it as like a teenager, <laughs> and you're like, "What?" And basically, it was like, "This is really dumb." No, you know, I, like, love, I, I, I love. I thought they were che- so stupid. They're dude. really cheesy, but in its own. Yeah. And and Jesus wept. <laughs> and he's yeah, just they're, yeah, they're they're very like heavy handed 1980s heavy metal cover. Yeah, you know I mean, like, yeah, they're, I don't know. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. But so, yeah, I I don't I don't think I would like to live in a house like that, though. That's so famous or anything. I mean, even like even living in a um, even living in an area, I think like, you know, we up here in New England, there's a lot of you know little pretty coastal towns that you can go to and you go there on the weekends or like, you know, for a vacation or whatever. And you you can feel the locals like cursing you out in their thick new England accents, you know? So I don't even think I'd want to live in an area that has like a huge amount of tourism, even in that same way. I I mean, you know, growing up in New York, like I know we did the same thing. Like I hated tourists, dude. Um, cause they just, they just, they get in the way and they're clogging up the, you know, whatever. Like the white people in Hawaii that have lived there for for three years and now are mad at all the tourists. I get it. It (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, uh, what's that, that thing from, uh, or that that South Park South Park yeah. <laughs> yes you here is your Oahu card or whatever <laughs> oh my god all right well a lot around here too it is a tourist it's a ski town and so you know they have tourist seasons and 
uh, the the locals are are really like they depend on these people for their money, but they're assholes to them. Right. Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's a weird balance. You know what I mean? Yeah. I that's why I avoid downtown Chicago in those times, and that's why I don't go to Navy Pier and places sure. like that when I don't need to because it is just people, you know, bobble necking, looking at everything, and taking up time, and you can't get anywhere. And yeah, no thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah here in uh, here in Boston, we call that uh, college season. Yo, uh, fuck <laughs> yeah, Boston. Boston is the worst town to get around in anyway because uh, dude, it was impossible. It, it, you know, your streets don't it's make any deep, sense. Yeah. They, it's they, like, I, I, I just watched Dune and it's like, you know, in Dune, you need the spice to travel the stars. It's like that in Boston. You need to like drink a Sam Adams to figure out how the fuck <laughs> you're going to get from like, you know, Haymarket to like downtown crossing. It's like, there's <laughs> just no just way. Rode right? lobsters everywhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. We just rode. <laughs> Pioneers used to ride these babies for miles. <laughs> um, all right. So my, my story this week is uh so you guys have heard of pablo escobar uh no i don't believe in drugs okay so you don't believe it that's fine we'll just ignore you i just no i don't believe they exist (laughs) you know it's like okay all right that's interesting so i guess he just got he whatever um so pablo escobar famously or kind of infamously in colombia imported four hippos yes and uh they then you know, bred. So when he was finally uh, killed in 1993, they were set free. And since then they have just like basically taken over the Colombian forest. (laughs) And so there are now 80 hippos. So he died in 93. That means that they have been pumping out baby hippos, you know, at a very, very quick clip. Um, and remind you, hippos are incredibly dangerous. They're, they are the most dangerous, like one of the most dangerous animals. And so there's now 80 of them just kind of around in Colombia. And so there's been this big challenge where people are trying to decide, like, you know, it's again, these are an imported species to the area. Um, but like they also are sort of maybe not so bad bad it's like sort of an interesting thing because um you know they think that there's about 80 to 120 uh, hippos total in all of colombia and they are it's the biggest herd outside of africa wow um now they're an introduced species so they're not native to colombia but now they've like there's kind of cases against like there's there's cases for and against leaving the hippos alone, I guess. But so the Colombian government wanted to murder like oh murder, wanted to get rid of the hippos because, again, you have these like death tanks. I want to put a hit on these hippos. Right. That shouldn't be there. And they're kind of messing up everything and they're me- messing up the ecosystem and, you know, local animals and whatever. And so um, what basically happened was the court of uh, in Colombia, there was a challenge to the government's uh, decree to make killing, you know, to basically say, we're going to kill the hippos and round them up. The animal legal defense fund uh, filed an application on their behalf in Colombia to try to stop the country from killing them. And instead to introduce to them um, basically like, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Like, like uh, prophylactics. So not condoms or anything, right? No one's like, you know, 
wrapping up a there's a hell of a job to get entry level (laughs) how am i supposed to get over there right um but you know they're basically giving them a drug that makes it so that they can't procreate and so um what's interesting though about this is so um the um the lawyer so luis domingo gomez maldonado um put it out there basically again saying sterilization is a better option than rounding them up and killing them and so the way though that that happened was a petition had to be made by the animal legal defense fund but that can only happen um that can only happen if the there is legal standing for the hippos to be protected in colombia mm-hmm. right so in a weird legal event these what every news site is calling the cocaine hippos although i don't think they're on cocaine <laughs> uh, they are now legally recognized as non-human persons in colombian and u.s law <laughs> which is why uh ancient aliens is now uh doing a story on them because <laughs> right, right because maybe the hippos super pack yeah, yeah, maybe the hippos built the pyramids. What's interesting, actually, is so there are some um, some researchers actually just as recently as 2020 um, have made the argument that actually the reintroduction of large uh, herbivores into areas like Colombia might actually be like fixing the ecosystem back to what it should be like. They're basically making the argument that since humans first got to areas like Colombia, we um, destroyed the existence of like large bodied mammals. And so reintroducing them might be better for the environment than well, that's, um, getting rid of them. That's the whole argument but, with bringing back the woolly mammoth is to introduce them back in the tundras because not having the large bodied mammals there, they say actually has a negative effect on carbon footprints and global warming and everything it's crazy right the the prop the only problem i have with those arguments because like believe me i think it's hilarious that there are hippos floating around now like attacking you know just just like just wrecking shit in colombia i think it's hilarious that's pablo escobar's lasting legacy are these death hippos (laughs) the problem with that is every single time we have ever in the history of humankind thought to ourselves hey i know how to improve upon nature we fuck it up you know what I mean? So right. it's like, you know, we, the the damage is done. The I, I don't know. It just seems like again, like in that's in the Simpsons. There's that episode where yeah, the they kill all those birds with the lizards, and then or they kill all the lizards with like snakes, and then with the snakes they got to kill them with bears, and then for the bears they got to give everyone guns. Like it just seems like that is what you know. It's just don't do it, man. Just don't introduce species. And don't try to fix it. Once once you've done it, it's too late. It's happening. There you've was an old lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. I mean, this does kind of sound like uh, them being like, hey, this is actually a good thing, right? So we don't really have to do anything about this, right? Right, right. It's kind of like no one no one wants to go out and be the guy that has well, to shoot the hippo. Let's the go to an actual guy. let's go to an actual scientist and see what they have to say. If you look at all the pieces, it's the only conclusion. That you can draw. Yeah, I think that sums that up really well. <laughs> the only conclusion you can draw. Well, Thank you, Captain Vague. <laughs> what what animal are these replacing? That is that is rebalancing the environment. Well, that's what? the part that doesn't make any sense. The argument they're making is that they're like replacing animals that went extinct like millions of years ago. Yo. <laughs> 
But here's the thing, though, and I was just reading something about that, is we think on a very small scale in time, but the world moves in large scale ages and stuff that happened 10,000 years ago from over deforestation from hunting and shit like that can now be having effects on the planet now that we don't see. So I think that has at least a, a value to look into because I think we focus on such a short amount of time, which is also important, uh, but not to forget on the larger grand scheme of things too. Uh, all that means is I don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, right? Anyone saying like we should bring back mammoths or we should bring hippos into the, you know, anyone making those kinds of arguments, it's like, you know, they are one bad uh, episode of Frasier away from becoming a supervillain. Or they're one and good so episode of something from uh, curing the planet. And then we all live in like a giant naked colony and have sex all the time because we now know uh, true bliss. Chris, you got to look at the big picture, man. Brent, I have already offered you that option and you turned me down, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, I just don't want to be your top. Dave, (laughs) Dave, what is your your story this week? Mine is uh, pretty short and sweet. Uh, It ties into one of my favorite episodes that I've covered uh, in the recent past. John D. uh, used a spirit mirror or a black mirror. Uh, that um, uh, was used to contact, uh, you know, angels, uh, the the spirits that could tell you what the future held, this and that. But um, this one's from Live Science. Spirit mirror used by 16th century occultist John D. came from the Aztec Empire. Ooh. So uh, it was it was claimed by D. Uh, back in the day that he he got this black mirror. Uh, from, you know, the, I guess the quote unquote savages of, of Central America or whatever. Um, and so, you know, that automatically bestowed mystical properties just because it was exotic. But people were like, these, these mirrors, you know, there's plenty of fakes out there. Um, he could have been just talking it up, uh, talking in hyperbole that, this volcanic obsidian glass mirror that was, you know, shaped in a circle and had a little thing to hang, uh, to hang it on, um, that it wasn't actually Aztec or didn't come from, uh, a Central America, uh, civilization. Well, apparently they have, uh, because some of these have survived and the British museum has them, uh, they've tested some of these and they have found that yes, in fact, uh, his main uh, scrying tool there with the black mirror did come from um, Aztec people. Oh, shit. So what we're getting at is it's all true. It's all true. So, you know, <laughs> talk to Uriel, talk to uh, the, the Archangel uh, Michael, whoever you want. Uh, talk to all the thrones and dominions out there. You know, figure it out well, all out. tying it back with Chris's story, uh, if you use one of those Pablo Escobar mirrors uh, for their purpose, you can talk to all sorts of shit, too. So uh, you more have to snort off of it than look into it. But, I mean, it's it's similar. It's similar. What I, what I think is really funny is you can now buy Obsidian mirrors on, like, Etsy for, like, $25. <laughs> and it's just so funny to me to think, like, you know, this this item of great magical importance can be shipped to you from a guy whose name is Dog Fart 15. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. You know, if you pay full price, he'll throw a couple crystals in with it, too. <laughs> right, exactly. 
I guarantee uh, that John D had some dealings with dog fart something or another. Right? <laughs> oh, definitely. So oh, you much. absolutely know. with all the grave robbing going on and all <laughs> that crap like he definitely talked to Dog Fart. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Governor. This is Dog Fart. <laughs> Hello, Mr. D. My name's Dog Fart. <laughs> Mr. D, what body part would you like to know? Yeah, I, oh, I, I love the pictures from the 1800s with the dudes just selling mummy pieces and parts on the side of the road and shit. You know, <laughs> this is All boner right, well, powder. Have, you know that, evolved, right? We have devolved directly into Dog Farts now. Um, <laughs> any, anything else, guys? Any other weird stuff going on this week? Anything people looking forward to? You re- get um, ready for Halloween? Well, uh, go watch Boy. it. Go watch Inside Job, that new uh, <laughs> cartoon on uh, Netflix, and uh, it might seem a little familiar to you. I don't know. Well, that might be fun. That's hilarious. Uh, um, yeah, it's a show about uh, the secret government, like the organization that runs the world. And uh, there's a, a robot they made that turns evil, but it turns out just to be kind of lazy and just sits around and watches TV. And uh, one of the, the main guys is Brett Hand, who they accidentally spelled his parents in Cameron called him Brent. And uh, yeah, so it's got a little bit of uh, hmm, that seems familiarness to it. Like so. what? Li- like, actually, what are the statistical chances that it could just be? Yeah, like, I feel like Giorgio Sukalis. Like, <laughs> what are the chances it that it could actually like like they have never heard of your show called Hysteria Fifty One, um, with a guy named Brent Hand doing it and a robot who wants to take over the world? Like, I, I don't it's know, a man. little it's on like the if- nose, right? It is funny. This week you brought up Twitter earlier. I almost said it. Then a bunch of people have been tagging Netflix and been like, uh, "Netflix, what's what?" Um, just throwing this out there. You know this is very similar, right? Your <laughs> one person's like, "This can't be a coincidence, right?" So it has been a little bit funny to me. It feels like when you know you get like, yeah, you get too high, and then you're like, "I've got a great idea, man." <laughs> These fucking four little dwarf kind of dudes are gonna go on a mission about a mystical item <laughs> that is created by the god of you know work or whatever. They got to throw it into the mountain because it's his soul <laughs> and stuff. And there's going to be a wizard and elves and there's going to be other dwarves. And it's gonna what are you going to call it? Great nightmare on Elm Street. Or, no, then, yeah, no way. And, and then you, and then you come to and you look at your notes and you're like, ah, oh, shit, I rewrote the Hobbit. God of the jewelry. You know, like, ah, not again. God of the jewelry is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Dean of the rings. Yeah. So I know. And, but the problem is if I did come out and say anything, the fans of the show would just trounce me. You know what I mean? Which is crazy because it's your name. <laughs> it's your name in life. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it would be funny if it was Chris with a K Cogswell. <laughs> yeah. I will that like that's dude. It's like the guy's yeah. It's like the guy's name was Chris Cogswell. Yes, oh, and the lead is one hundred percent what it's like. Uh, the lead is the other per- lead person is Reagan, who happens to be my niece's name too. So that's fun. <laughs> it's just an interesting, interesting times. All right, well. Folks, thanks for listening to us. You can yeah. always find us on our podcast, so Hysteria 51, Blurry Photos, The Mad Scientist Podcast. We love you all so much. Thank you for listening to this mad, blurry hysteria. See you next Woo! time. Bye. 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 Bye.